Welcome to the 60 Plus Podcast. I'm Janet. And I'm Joe. How are you today, Janet? I'm doing great. How you doing? I'm doing well, thank you. It's kind of a lousy day out. But, yeah, uh, rainy, but that's okay. It's sunny here. It is. It is. What are we going to talk about today? Well, we actually have a guest speaker. I know. She's sitting right across from me. <laughs> here she is. It's, <laughs> you know, no Why one else can see her. but me? <laughs> well, because nobody else knows. Okay. So this is how we do things. Why don't you introduce her? Well, it's Megan, and she is from Motivate. Motivate Bar Cardio and Nutrition out of Amesbury in Raleigh, Massachusetts. And so we're talking about health and mm-hmm. fitness and, and all those kinds of associated things today. Right. Uh, particularly as it relates to people that are in our 60 age group. plus. Yeah. And that it's never too late. Nope. Never. And that you can build muscle, that you can get stronger. Mm-hmm. You can lose weight. Mm-hmm. You can lose weight. Which I did at 62. Increase endurance. 63. Nicely done. Okay. How I old did. are you now? I'm 63 now. I'm trying to figure out when I started. It was, it was 62 when I started losing weight. And Talk about motivation. There was a wedding. There was, I saw, have I ever told the story? <laughs> yeah. I saw pictures Many of myself on, on the podcast. <laughs> Uh, I saw pictures of myself at the engagement party, and I said, I'm not going to look like that for the wedding. Nicely done. It, uh, and it wasn't hard. It really wasn't. Once you, you talk goal. about what you did, mm-hmm. what'd you do? Intermittent fasting. Okay. Mostly. The first 20 pounds came off with intermittent fasting. Mm-hmm. And lots of walking. Mm-hmm. I'm not an exerciser. Mm-hmm. Uh, wah, wah, wah. I, I know. I know it doesn't but, mean that it has to remain so. I know. I know. We talk about it almost every episode. Pickleball. Mm, very popular. Very popular and more of a workout than I think some people realize. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Which the orthopedic surgeons would probably concur. Well, they say, there's a meme that says, every time someone takes up pickleball, an orthopedic surgeon buys a boat. Pretty much. <laughs> it's, it's, it is, I think, number one. It, I think it took over CrossFit or something. It's like the number one way that people... Hurt themselves? Yeah. Yeah. The group that we play with is not super like hard hitting mm. well there's a range of people in our group a range of play yeah. in our group but it's more social and fun than right hard hitting competitive no. yeah we're not uh, trying to win any awards or anything we're just going out there and playing that's all awesome. year long as a matter argue of fact. That that's actually conducive to increasing health as well mm-hmm. having that community having that purpose that yeah. oh yeah that's all big picture all right, so Megan, mm. people that are 60 plus. Which I'm not. <laughs> Thanks for cluing us in on that one. I am just a baby at 52. <laughs> okay, You'll so. You'll be there before you know it. Yeah, time flies. Oh, I know. And, it, and it goes faster and faster. Oh, the older I'm aware. You I'm aware. Yeah, okay. But I imagine that you have a number of clients oh, yes. or customers. What do, you, mm-hmm. what do you call them? Clients. Clients yeah. that are 60 plus. Absolutely. And fastest growing demographic, I would argue as well. I agree. Yeah. Since, yes. since I started teaching in fitness, a huge increase in, in people 50 plus. Oh, yeah. 60 plus. 70 plus. Oh, really? yeah. Oh, sure. What's their biggest challenge when they come in? What do they say they want to do? Um, so there's a few. More often than not, it's I am now realizing 
how age is going to show up on me if I don't do something different. So I would say that's probably one of the top ways. Now that could just be like, you know, anecdotally, I can't get off the floor and after I play with my grandkids type of conversation, you know, doing the things I used to do was easier, the hikes, the walks, the skiing. And now it's not. I've had a run of new hips. I don't know if there's a sale on new hips right now. A lot of times I'll start with clients privately and then so they can get ready to move to a group setting just so they can kind of feel their way about moving in their new hip, new knees. I mean, it's wild. Anyway, so a lot of that, um, unwanted weight gain, lower energy. Sometimes they're just like, man, after COVID, the number of people who have now come to the studio to just have a conversation first. Mm-hmm. Sometimes it's a conversation on the phone or a Zoom call. I do health coaching too, which is Zoom-based. So sometimes it's one of those conversations. Then they want to see the studio. I mean, there's a lot of apprehension, a huge amount of apprehension. But the goal, you know, I'm, I'm always trying to look for ways to remove those hurdles so they can kind of more than often than not get out of their own way and come. And if it means private instruction first and then moving into group, group's a little more conducive to the community, more conducive to, it's less expensive to be fair. So... Yeah. So say you have somebody who's apprehensive in our age group. What is your approach with them? How do you try and get them comfortable? Asking a lot of questions. Mm-hmm. I'm, that's pretty much, I want to know their story. I want to know, it's easy to just kind of go, what's your goals? Mm-hmm. And we can make smart goals and we can do that or get a little bit bigger and go, what's your why? But I like to kind of even pull back from there and talk to them about where they want to see themselves in 10, 20, however many years. I I kind of like, I leave it to them to kind of tell me like, well, when is this vision of themselves showing up? And I actually do vision work. Like let's close our eyes and let's, you know, take some breaths and let's picture ourselves in that future setting, you know, make it multi-sensory kind of this, I'm leaning more towards the coaching side of things as I talk about this, but I want them to picture their future self and then go, okay, great. Now, that's, let's put that on the map like it's a destination. Well, mm-hmm. how do we get from where we are today to that version of ourselves? Because that's going to take action. And kind of listen to what they think that action is going to entail. I mean, you still have to work in the confines of time and money. I mean, the two most precious resources. They need to dedicate a certain amount of that to move the needle. But then we'll talk about those action steps, starting small, definitely small. You know, a lot of people like to go all out. Which right. Is- generally setting themselves up for failure mm-hmm. and then quite literally breaking it down to action items. Mm-hmm. So I should have asked at the beginning, mm-hmm. what are your credentials? So you do health coaching, but the studio started just as a bar studio and Correct. then it expanded. We did some cardio. Studio. Yeah. So I, I've been teaching bar since the birth of my third son. Um, I have three kids, 17, 19 and 21 boys. What is, what is bar? Bar spelled B-A-R-R-E. And when it first came locally, I was like, Barre, what's this? <laughs> it is a combination of Pilates, yoga, orthopedic exercises that people may have done in PT, um, ballet, set to music, dynamic, full body. You don't need to be a dancer. You do not have, need to have coordination. I call bar, and I really should trademark this because I don't know if anyone else has ever said this. So put it out here now. I find it to be like the finished carpentry of fitness. A lot of small muscle groups mm-hmm. were a lot of balance, a lot of core, a lot of posture. So when people start to kind of find their way in bar, one of the first things I hear them say is, 
I'm aware of my posture right now. I was never aware of it before or my lack thereof that it was before. I'm feeling me lifting my shoulders, pulling them back and sliding them down my back. I'm aware of when I'm sitting, how I'm sitting, when I'm walking, how I'm walking. I love that. Janet and I are both like sitting up straighter right now. <laughs> wow, that uh, feels pretty good, actually. Right, right. And, then, and you're engaging the postural muscles, which is kind of, you know, a good thing to- the, the what muscles? Your postural muscles, which in of itself is like, if you want to talk about caloric burn and I like shifting my seat. I like kind of being a busybody sometimes when I'm standing and sitting because you kind of got that low kind of caloric burn and you're engaging your muscles. And um, so bar is, I love it. It's fun. It's dynamic. You don't have to have like an arm day or a leg day or a push day or a pull day. It's everything. Yeah. It's, it's really effective too. I mean, I've done it myself. Oh, yeah. It's like sculpting your body. It's like you sit, mm-hmm. like literally like the next day you're like, Ooh, uh-huh. wow. Things are a little bit tighter. Yeah. Uh, you know? This is in your body. You didn't know you had like, that's the funny part. They're like, wait, you got into this weird spot in my inner thigh or my outer glute and pickleball. You talked about pickleball. Like we're very used to moving forward as walkers, runners, cyclists, moving left or right is quite important. And we, tend to underestimate the need for developing those muscles. You jump on yeah. a pickleball court and you start moving laterally, you're setting yourself up for failure unless you've kind of considered yeah. training a little bit before that, which is probably one of the... Yeah, and that lateral movement is really important if you're being chased by a crocodile as well. I've heard. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it stands to reason that you should... <laughs> is that why you were late today? You Because you were being chased by a crocodile? Yeah, I couldn't. I couldn't run in a straight line. I was just in Hilton Head, and I kept being like, "Don't go near the ponds. Don't go near the water." Mm-hmm. Like, it's so weird to be like thinking they're right. There. Mm, yeah, that's another conversation. Yes. All right. So yes. beyond bar, uh huh, sure. Um, you do some health coaching as well. Yes. So health coaching, anything I've developed beyond bar was probably because I felt like it was a natural need for you know the way to just to meet the needs of my clients. So a lot of conversations would happen in the studio before and after class about like, all right, what am I doing off the mat that's going to help what I'm doing on the mat? It's nice to come spend 45, 55 minutes with us, but if you're going to kind of go undermine that as, as you leave. So they're asking a lot of questions that technically speaking, I've been raised in this way. I'm 52 and, you know, I don't know if y'all know this, but it was the early seventies when, you know, our, our, the demise of our health collectively as a nation really started to Mm go to the pot, you know, all of the McDonald's, all of it, like (laughs) all the hyper palatable food, all like the, the way we we're, we're, um, advertising the way that I won't go down this rabbit hole processing. Yeah. Sugar was not vilified as much as it should have been. It was blamed on fat instead. And so the way we eat and then remember the no fat, low fat, remember snack mm-hmm, wells, mm-hmm. <gasps> like They're eat terrible. a box. They don't count. Yeah. Right. Right. Wrong. So anyway, Those marketing people. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. <laughs> and, and they're designing the food to literally addict you. Right. So anyway, you can go that could, sugar is highly addictive. Yeah. I mean, my health coach, I do a food co- consumerism conversation to make sure that they're kind of, they have peeked behind the curtain. They know how this is stacked against them. Um, so yeah, that's when the obesity rate started to increase, um, diabetes, they're calling Alzheimer's type three diabetes now mm-hmm. because all those metabolic markers of diabetes are showing up in the brain. Um, think about mental health, mental fitness or the lack thereof. That's all 
relative to physical or lack thereof health. So anyway, I wanted to certify myself in such a way that I could have those conversations and feel good about it. So I got certified through the Institute for Integrative Nutrition. I went a second time around. I'm ready to study for my national boards. So I added that in there. I added strength, big dumbbells and as such, because as a woman of 52, I understand that sarcopenia is real. And to be fair, if you're 30, I'm talking to you too. Because that's when it starts. What is that again? Sarcopenia. When, you're, when your muscles start to diminish, you're going backwards. You're starting to swim in the infinity pool of fitness. You're paddling and not going anywhere unless you do something. Um, so you start losing muscle mass. Anywhere from like 1% to 3%. Yeah, walking doesn't count. I love... Janet's shaking her finger that. at me. Yeah. <laughs> that's why I like, I, like, I like to do body composition like scales. So you're not just looking at your weight. You're looking at your muscle mass. You're looking at your body fat. Mm -hmm. There's a lot that can be learned. And there's a lot of ways you can move that needle. And it's really fun to be like, all right, I'm lifting this weight. I'm increasing my protein intake. And I'm seeing it. And I'm seeing it on that. that those, num those numbers have shifted. And that's really exciting. You can be skinny fat, Joe. Just put it out there. <laughs> <laughs> did I just say that? Sorry. You did. You did. <laughs> But you've always been honest with me, so I, I appreciate I, I'm it. nothing if I'm not honest. All right. So all of this applies mm. to people. That you can start it when you're 60 plus. You don't have to say, well, I should have started it 30 years ago. No. You can start anytime. To, to, to anyone who's a parent, modeling it for your children is immensely important. I feel bad that people are like, no, you got to study. You got to do this. I'm like, what's the point of that wicked smart head of yours if it's attached to a body who can't get you where you want to go? who's going to, you're going to be calling out sick from that highfalutin corporate job because of whatever illness is down the, down the pike. And the numbers are heinous of like where we're going as a nation. Like, well, just anxiety alone. Oh I know we gosh. think about the benefits of fitness and, you know, exercise and it's mental, you know, for sure too. And absolutely, you know, tie it to nutrition, mind, All of body, it. spirit. All of it. So, I mean, don't get me wrong. I want my kids to study. I want them to do well that way, but it, it helped that my husband, Brent, and I very much enjoy fitness, and it's just built into our lives. We never explicitly said to our three sons, you must do this. It just is what they do. Um, so, yeah, so they're moving, we're moving. I forget what the original question was attached it's to this It's never too late. Oh, no. Yeah. Oh, gosh, no. There's a woman. What is her name? I have to find it. And maybe while we're on and someone's talking, I'll look it up. But her, she at 70... Got her bill of health, which included some significant, she's going to go on some prescriptions. And she was kind of like, oh, this is not what I wanted for myself. I mean, nowadays, when you go to the doctors at 50 and they say, well, what are you on? You say nothing. They, right. they look at you like you're crazy. Absolutely. I'm like, no, I'm not on any prescriptions. And they're like, what? I'm like, well, for me, my marker of health is not being on them. She decided to give herself a year. Her daughter happens to be a trainer. So she's like, okay, I will go ahead and do what you say. You should see her. She is like a vision to behold. She got so into it that she is like an industry unto herself now. Mm -hmm. She's jacked and she's 70. Yeah. And she starts 75 now, I think. She started when she was 70. Okay. It's yeah, awesome. it's like that Instagram post I sent to you today of that the woman who's 70, she's on her 44th marathon. Uh -huh. And she's talking about how important all this health is yes. and that you can keep on going way longer than you think. Well, what's the alternative? Right. 
getting up off the floor, right? What a simple thing, you know, to be able to do that after you play and with do a it grandchild. in the middle of the floor without holding onto a sofa. Like, it's a good test for yourself. Right. Like, if you were in the middle of the floor and you couldn't pull yourself up from something with something, that's important. How much mm -hmm. can you carry? Grip strength and how much, there's like, there's certain measures. You should be able to carry your body weight right. in your hands and walk a certain, you know, uh, there's some like yardage you should walk or time while walking. Like that's like a measure too. Mm -hmm. um, so say, you know, that you're working with somebody, they have they have a vision, mm -hmm. but they're just getting started and maybe they've never really had a, a serious workout program. What would be your approach with them? Would you like maybe start them off in yoga or like what would be your and we're talking to our listeners now, like if, if people are out there going, mm, yeah, I really need to start. Give us a sort of rundown of what what you might recommend. I say look at your schedule first. Everyone's time is generally limited. So instead of looking for the perfect class or like I, I get a lot of like, when's your beginner class? I'm like, well, what if my beginner class was Wednesday at six and you couldn't come Wednesdays at six? What's your next move? And they don't have a next move. I'm like, that's why we don't want to do that. Mm -hmm. You look at your schedule. When can you move your body? That's when we start. We have instructors who are so skilled at saying, this is what we're doing. But if you want more, do this. If you want less, do this. If you want even less, do this. Mm -hmm. We give tons of options. You just got to take the options. You just got to meet your body where it is and just keep showing up. It's honestly, the name of the game is consistency mm -hmm. and not just work out once hard, like once a week, we get that sometimes. And they're like, well, now I can't walk. I'm like, well, <laughs> let's, let's back it off, you know, do a little bit less, but come more often. Cause if you set that habit up of that consistency, that's where everything changes. Mm -hmm. So is there an evaluation that no. happens first? So yes and no. I've admitted I, I don't exercise a lot. Mm -hmm. It's mostly walking and pickleball. Mm -hmm. I would walk in and say, okay, I want to start. I want to build some muscle mass. I don't want to be skinny fat. Um, what would you? Where do I start? Yeah. Well, if you're a, a, a more of a um, fitness studio client, then we just start working out and we talk about. I need to know if you've got any history, any like li movement limitations mm -hmm. that we need to know about, and we'll talk about them ahead of time. Say, all right. So when we're doing this, we're going to do this instead. Um, more, a lot of those modifications are, we don't expect you to remember them when it comes time to move in that movement pattern. So we'll cue you again. And when we see form that's not safe, we'll back you off. We might even say, let's try these lighter weights instead, or let's, we walk around. There's a lot of hands-on, um, adjustments. We're not just standing there and having you follow us. So if your hip hinge is not where we want, we will help you out with that. We'll cue you verbally. We'll show you, and then we'll lay hands on you. So that's more of a group fitness client. If someone's health coaching with me, after we have that conversation, after we develop their vision, then if body composition and strength are part of their vision for themselves, which to be fair is probably nine times out of 10 it is, I do offer the option to create some baseline metric. I've actually just recently started doing that because I think it's really important. As the saying goes, you can't manage what you don't measure. So we'll do some baseline metrics for body composition and for some strength baseline metrics too. I even got some doing a little walk run at the uh, track for a mile. Let's see where our starting time is. Let's see how we improve. It's so fun to see improvement. And when you see it and show up in the numbers, it's very satisfying. The term bio-individuality is real. What works for one person does not necessarily work for another. So we go through this 
time of kind of like just paying attention. Let us be the object and the subject of the investigation of ourselves. No judgment, just pay attention, record. I offer, um, I've created a, like a journey, health journey journal that you record and we pay attention to a lot of things, not just food, hydration, sleep, mindset, those little conversations you have with yourself about yourself. We are so mean to ourselves, dear Lord. We kind of spend some time creating a baseline and then we start tweaking and seeing how that kind of tweak and shift shows up in our energy, in our sleep, in our mindset. It's like a chicken and egg thing. Like when you start doing these things, how that all that hormone basking just changes your mindset, your the lenses through which you're looking at life start to get a little rosier. And it's just like, how did that happen? It's totally awesome. It would be great to get some tips from you about what are some of the things that this audience might want to think about, consider, that is more sort of universal mm -hmm. in terms of, in your experience, mm -hmm. works for this age group. Well, diverse diet, whole foods, nutritious foods, if it's got more than five ingredients on the label, maybe not so great. Uh, there's a lot of different ways we can go about it. Shopping the perimeter. Explain shopping the perimeter. So when you're in a food store, the perimeter, generally speaking, is where the whole foods, the non-processed foods live. Perimeter of the grocery store, the outer walls. I don't do a lot of dairy, but again, you got to figure out what works for you. Yeah, so I'll shot that butter, cheese, eggs right through there. The meat, the eggs, all of it, all the way around to the produce. Seeds and nuts, I try to make them raw or um, sprouted even. If that just means it's going to be easier to digest, especially if you're looking to add that to your diet and it's hard beans and stuff like that, but I'm pretty basic. I don't get all fancy. I eat a lot of the same things every day. I keep, keep it simple. Yeah, I do the same don't thing. Overthink it. Yeah, we were just doing an episode on memory too, and, and there's like a direct connection with memory health as well and what you eat and what you should eat and what you good shouldn't fats, eat. Good fats. Yeah, good fats mm -hmm. and coffee, yay, mm -hmm. and dark chocolate, yep. yay, yep. double yay. Exactly. exactly. <laughs> but not alcohol. No. Wow, wow, wow. Or, I mean, some people are like, I can't give it up. Maybe strategize with your time of day earlier, better. Mm -hmm. So if I have wine, it's usually when I'm cooking dinner. Right. I don't and love You can metabolize dinner. it before you go to yes. bed. Yeah. And I'm usually eating like some nuts and cheese at the same time, which it, it caps the way that it enters your bloodstream, the sugar. Mm -hmm. um, that's another thing. Controlling your blood sugar is a huge, huge thing to do when it comes to everyone, but aging well. So that means you don't want uncapped simple carbohydrates. Even fruit without anything for me is hard. That's again, that's you spend some time paying attention to how you feel. I eat an apple. How do I feel? Well, I feel great if I go and exercise on that apple. It's like Pac-Man eating all that blood sugar out of my bloodstream. So, you know, my pancreas doesn't have to go to work. So timing your 10 minute walks after you eat, mm -hmm. super strategy. Making sure you're pairing your carbohydrates or limited sugars with protein and fat and fiber. It's like a roller coaster. You don't want the big peaks. You want you want the child's roller coaster that's just like going around in a circle with little ups and flows. That's your blood sugar roller coaster you're aiming for. We're going to have to do like a episode two with Megan. You know what we could do? We could challenge Joe to do a little baseline metric oh, with me. That's a great idea. And have you complimentary into the studio, do a little baseline. Then we can see about some strategies that he can implement on his own. And then we circle back in about three months and do it again. I like it. I want to sign up too. All right. All right. We'll talk about this off the air. <laughs> Accountability is large people. Tell someone that you love about your goals and ask them to check in with you about said goals. 
a great way to move the needle. There's been a lot of really good information here, Megan. I really, I really appreciate this. I never heard the expression skinny fat before. I don't know how I'm going to take that. Uh, because I was so proud of the 30 plus pounds that I lost. And I do not mean to under, undermine that. You should celebrate that in a huge way. With that said. <laughs> you know what the other way to say with that said is? But, <laughs> but in, in, we are in the day, age of Ozempic and things of that nature. When you get small and it includes your muscle mass, your metabolic flexibility gets diminished markedly. And that means that you're setting yourself up for potential future failure. Strength training, resistance training, it can be your body weight too. And increasing protein are two fantastic ways of guarding yourself against fragility, aging in a way that doesn't kind of feels like you lack control. And you got to do it. You can't just think about it. I get it. Thinking is nice, but doesn't check the box. We're going to talk about the challenge Done. <laughs> off the air and then... Uh... Of course, off the air. Well, no, we're over time. Nice. Okay. okay. This is fun. Thanks. You're very welcome, Megan. It's been so much fun talking to you. Janet, do you have anything you want to so add before we wrap up? So that you're here and all this great information, and we definitely want to do that challenge, Joe. Okay. All right. Megan, thanks so much. Pleasure. This is the 60 Plus Podcast. I'm Joe. I'm Janet. Bye. Bye.